Welcome to the Whistle Way podcast. My name is Kyle Whistle, your host with Whistle Realty Group and EXP Realty in San Diego. And I am Brian Kochi, the director of media here at Whistle Realty Group. The goal of the show today is to give you the tools, techniques, and tactics to go out there and crush it in your business. The way that we like to do that is to answer the questions that you have for us. If you have a question you'd love to have answered on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. You can ask questions on there. You can subscribe to the podcast, YouTube channel, and our email newsletter. You can join our Facebook group where we share a lot of insider info. And you can get dialed in with our Media Mayor Mastermind course, which is everything Brian and I have learned over the last seven years of creating videos together and a course to help you shortcut your learning curve when it comes to creating videos, whether that be green screen videos, client videos, business spotlights, or really just any kind of video out there. So definitely check that out, thewhistleway.com. If you enjoyed the show today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up button and also hit subscribe and the little notification bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there. Those go a long way to help us grow the show. All right, Brian, what do we got today? Social media. Go. Yes. That's it. No, so one of the things that um, I've learned as we're working on helping build out our uh, onboarding system um, as we see other agents in other markets, as we hear questions from agents, one of the things that I hear a lot is how do I, what's the ratio to post on, on social media? And I always tell them, well, look what Kyle does. Um, I was literally talking to Cody and he goes, I want to do this and this and this, what should I do? And I said, I think Kyle does it better than anyone. So I want you to kind of talk about the ideas and, and kind of the practices you put in behind um, how you have a singular Facebook page a singular Instagram page and how that has multiple audiences, but it still works as one. So you have audience, the, the audiences that, that I would think you have are people looking to buy or sell in San Diego, uh, people looking to join the Whistle Realty Group, um, people looking to join EXP, um, and your friends and family. Those are four, some of them are tied in, but some of them have completely different audiences. But I think everything you post has value for several audiences at once and it doesn't get to the point where it annoys one audience god he's posting another house for sale or god he's posting another picture of his kid i just want to learn about exp or whistle or whatever so how do you curate your page your stories your your social to really be able to hit each audience without annoying the other yeah I think yeah. <laughs> moderation is the key. It's okay. like everything in life, as they say, right? Um, Not with ice cream. No one's ever said that with ice cream. Oh, yeah. When they're shitting their brains out, they have. <laughs> they're wishing they had a little more moderation with the spoon. I'm going to need to take Thursday off. <laughs> <laughs> um, moderation, I think, is, is very important in making sure that you're not doing too much of anything. Um, so having a nice balance is going to be very, very important. I think one of the big mistakes, you mentioned that I have one Facebook, I have one Instagram. Like, that's the way to do it. Um, even one of our agents finally just realized, like, this is stupid that I have, like, a personal page and a, a business page because it couldn't keep up with either of them. you got, like, half your content here on your personal page, half your content on your business page. Like, that's just stupid. Put it all in one. Well, I can argue against that. You can. If you're running ads and stuff, yes, you need a business page. But the... The fact of the matter is 95% of real estate agents are not running Facebook ads or Instagram ads. So yep. let's just accept, let's talk to the majority of 
real estate agents as opposed to the minority that that five percent that are actually running ads because most aren't and even if they're running ads it's not them running ads it's it's somebody like Wailopa who's running it for them so yep. fair um, I don't think 95 percent of real estate agents need a business page that that is my personal opinion I think that if you are thoughtful about the content that you're posting you can accomplish both keeping in touch with your family and your real estate world all in one um, I think the key is making sure, again, that you, you use moderation. I used to talk about you want to probably have somewhere around 80% of your content, maybe 75% of your content be personal. And then the other 25%, 20, 25%, that can be more business related. Because the worst thing in the world is the real estate agent who is just like, new listing, new listing, new listing, new listing, open house, open house, open house, just sold, just sold, just sold, open house, new listing, open house. Like, no, you are appealing to an audience, but it's one one audience. Yeah. You know, what's funny is the person, when they do that, if they then go and post a picture of, like, them and their dog playing fetch, they're going to get a million likes, which is what they actually want. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Like, you actually get way more traction when you don't post yourself. You get more traction when you post your pet, when you post your kid, when you post, like, a cool place, like... Believe it or not, nobody wants to see you on social. Uh, maybe some of you, like the hot people out there, some people want to see you guys. But well, for the most part, for the most part, though, people aren't—they like seeing all the other things. Yeah. Um, but I assure you, nobody wants to just see new listing over and over and over every single day. Like you're going to turn that your entire audience off. Even the people who are interested in real estate—they're not interested in every damn home in San Diego. So now you're just like putting crap content in front of them. So keeping the content relevant, um, I think is going to be very important. And again, just keeping balance. If you follow me, I encourage you to at Kyle whistle on Instagram hint, have your actual name in your Instagram handle. Don't be killer kitty 69. You're a freaking real estate professional. So how do do I change that real quick? (laughs) I just, uh, just for funsies, just kidding. Um, make yourself easy to find. But show a little bit of your personality. Show a little bit about what you do. Like stories are great for that, right? It's not abnormal to post 5, 10, 20 stories a day. There's nothing weird about that. I mean, Kenny Fast is posting 100 a day every day, um, sometimes more than 100. That's Fun nuts. fact, that's the, how many stories you can have at any given time. And if 100. you post one more, it pushes the oldest one out. So if you go to Kenny Fast, he's... Literally, he doesn't have like the dashes for stories. They're just dots. Barely any dots. They're they got to overlap. Dots. Yeah, <laughs> he's got like rows of dots. It's insane. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, being conscious of the content that you post, your real estate content, I like to actually plan out my real estate content okay. to where it's one post a week. Okay. So I try to. And, and, you, and that's for the consumer, buy, buying and selling, or just any real estate content? It's actually getting closer to twice a week at this point. Um, because I'm posting a lot of personal stuff too. So and you're talking about in your posts or in your stories? Stories is a mix. Yeah. Stories, stories is, I think is, is, is a heavy mix. Yeah. The posts are the long term, like the ones that are more sticky that you want to be around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm shooting, I'm posting like one video, a real estate related video per week. I'm posting one like shout out per week. So whether it's like a, good, a review an agent got or team member of the month or agent of the month, stuff like that. Because um, I love to acknowledge, you know, people who are putting the work in. So it's, it's real estate wise, it's one, it's an agent post shouting out an agent, which that helps with EXP and whistle. It also shows that like, I actually acknowledge this stuff. Cause let's be honest, like most people, their brokerage doesn't acknowledge shit. The one time their brokerage acknowledges them is at the end of the year and they have like an award ceremony and that's the one and only time they get acknowledged ever. 
Um, so I try to acknowledge people on a regular basis. It feels good. We all want somebody to be like, hey, good job, dude. And this is something you're getting much, much better at. I know we've had discussions about like, hey, I need, I need a good job every once in a while. And so you're getting much better at that for everyone. Because Trying. most people aren't, aren't like you. Trying. Yeah, I don't need that. Um, but I'm not like most people. Um, you might have some psychopathic tendencies. Tiny bit. I just listened to a podcast and I was like, hmm, I wonder how Kyle would, would fare on this. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. I'm a psychopath. Cool. Um, and then <laughs> I... That's, it. that's your teaser right there. Done. <laughs> <laughs> I love to share, you know, family stuff with, with my wife, with my daughter, with my dad and sister, all that stuff. Like that showing that you're a real human, which is important, right? It's, it's fine to post real estate content. But you got to show that you're a human because at the end of the day, people want to work with humans, not with robots. And if you just come across as a real estate robot, nobody's going to want to work with you. So show that you are a real person. Show that like you have a normal life too. I show when my daughter's a raging little maniac and is screaming and kicking and punching. And um, I show all of that stuff, right? Like show that you're real because some people like if you just post like, look, I'm so pretty, I'm so pretty, like. And then you never show the reality of it. We know your kid is crazy from time to time. Like, it, that's normal. Um, mm. I like the girls that post, like, I, a few of the girls that I follow today posted, like, this is me leaving the gym with no makeup. My hair is not done. Yeah, I haven't brushed my teeth. It's like, that's cool. Like, you're real, right? Like, that's Normalizing good. it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. show that you're freaking human. It doesn't always have to be like the, the perfect photo with the filter applied and the lighting perfect. Like just be freaking real. Like that's one of the best things that you can do. So don't be afraid to post your low moments too. Um, don't do it in like a thirsty kind of way where you're like fishing for comments to feel good about yourself. Like do it to just be like, look, I'm real too. Like I go through the same shit that you go through. Um, I think that it humanizes you. I yeah. think it it endears people to you when you show them that you're just like them because everybody on social wants to pretend like their life is all perfect and your life ain't perfect. Go after yourself. It's not perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. So when you can actually show that you deal with the same shit that everybody else deals with, people actually like you more for it. So you don't always have to share your wins. Share your losses too. Yeah. Losses get get, uh, good engagement, but it it, it brings up the sting over and over again, so that's fun too. So, But yeah, I I think... I think that's good. So you said one or two real estate pieces of content on your feed. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'd try to do a couple non-real estate related pieces. So a cool place that I'm visiting or just I post a lot of questions. Like mm-hmm. when I'm trying to just – I like to be educated and I like to get a large sample size. So I post questions all the time. Yeah, I do too. And those are great because those get a lot of engagement too. Like they're genuine questions. But I've learned uh, rather than Googling questions, I like to just social. Yeah. I just go on social and ask questions because then I'm getting different opinions from people that I know. So I can weigh their opinions a little bit differently. So let's talk a little bit about stories. I know you're doing your your stories are getting more and more views right now. Um, My most viewed story ever this weekend. Yeah. So let's talk about that. Crazy. I was wondering if the ones after it, did they get a lot of, of viewership? It was crazy this weekend. And so you have your Facebook and Instagram connected, correct? So your yes. your Instagram stories go to Facebook? Yes. Which one do you get more engagement on, Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Yeah. By far. Yeah. But the good thing is, as long as you just go into your settings and turn the feature on, virtually everything you post on Instagram will automatically push over into Facebook. So yeah. it, you don't have to do uh, the same thing two times. You're duplicating yourself. So I love that. 
Um, so what are some ways that you found to get engagement through stories? The best thing you could do is utilize all the different sticker options that are there. So posting polls, posting quizzes, posting a little slider to make people um, slide over so that they heart something or that they fire something like that stuff crushes um, putting the questions one on there so that it gets people to click on it and type questions and then you take the question and post it back with the response publicly like that stuff does really well mm -hmm. so post engaging stuff post things that are actually encouraging people to take an action in or it is just like dm me for whatever um i've done a lot of like link and bio stuff but which does help the algorithm too because that means you posted link in bio then somebody clicked on your bio and then they click the link in it instagram sees that as like oh that, that's a lot of clicks, right? If if Kyle's content was so good, it got somebody to click the profile and then click the link, that's got to be good content that he's creating. So they're going to show that content to more people. So if all everybody does when they see your stories is tap, 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 tap really quick. Or slide. Or slide because they don't want to see any of them. That hurts. Yeah. Um, some of the stuff I'm seeing people do that I, I don't even know how to do this yet, but maybe you can teach me. But where they're talking and then they have the words that they're saying pulling up on the screen but not static, where the words are like slow rolling on the screen. Well, what does that do? That causes somebody to hang onto that story longer because they want to read all of the, the content because they might be you know, having the story on while they're laying in bed or taking a poop and they can't have the audio on, but they could read what you're saying because you're giving them like subtitles. I think that's really smart right now. So mm -hmm. you got to teach somebody to teach me how to do that, please. I think Tom's looking it up right now. I don't know how to do that. I think it's called captions. Yeah. I saw my girl Marley do that this morning. I was like, that's brilliant. Because now, the longer somebody stays on a story, Instagram's like, oh, they like this person's story. This is a good thing. Um, same thing with TikTok. I mean, if you're on TikTok and you don't swipe off of something quickly, what is TikTok going to do is show you a whole bunch of the thing that you didn't swipe off of. Yep. If you swipe off it quick, it's not going to show you that stuff anymore. So uh, stories are the exact same way. Is The longer you can get people to hang on to your stories, the more Facebook and Instagram are gonna assume you wanna see more of that person's stories. And I think your wife does a really good job of doing something different, and she'll do a lot of text in a story to where you have to pause it and read through the text. I think that's another great way to, to get that engagement, that, that story length time as well. Yeah. So how do you drive people to your, uh, your social media? I talk about it on our podcast. Do yep. you just follow me at Kyle Whistle? That's how. Okay, the end. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you kind of talk about it everywhere, right? Yeah. So go ahead and talk about So you talk about it, obviously, on the podcast. You talk about it when you're at speaking engagements. Um, a, one thing that I think you do really well is, um, I know you do this in your Monday morning masterminds with the XP, but, but also just kind of everywhere of like, um, hey, if you want that checklist that I have, just DM me um, at Instagram. Not, don't send me an email. Don't text me. Just DM me. And so you always filter people there as your main point of contact. Um, yeah. I, I just love Instagram because it's my one clean profile on social where I've never, I don't follow anybody I don't personally know. So I do actually really enjoy Instagram because I'm seeing people's stuff that I care about. Like my Facebook is, is totally whacked out. It's like, I feel horrible because every time somebody has a birthday, they get cut off my list because it's my one way to like get rid of people I don't actually know. So it's like a ton of work. So fun fact, like don't add everybody on Facebook. Like you don't need to have a million people added, like add the people that you actually want to see their content. Um, and be, I, that's where I like Instagram better is that people can follow me, but I don't have to follow them back to be able to engage. They can still engage with me even if I don't follow back where you could technically, they could follow you on Facebook, but it, most people don't understand how that works. Yeah. 
So that's why I'm just much more on Instagram because of that fact that it allows me to share with, I don't know, it's like 9,000 people. So I could share and 9,000 people will see it. Where on Facebook, it's only 5,000 people. And that number's growing, you know, it grows like a percent a week or something like that, or a percent a month. Yeah, I don't know, but I'm, I'm watching the stats. A month. Um, yeah. Any other any other tips or thoughts on, on... I mean, the next best thing on social is just engage with other people. Yeah. If you want them to engage with you, you got to engage with them. So, I mean, the easiest thing you could do, if there's certain people that you want to see your post, the best thing you could do is engage with their post. Like, there's, right, channel partners are, like, a big thing right now for in our world. So there's certain uh, channel partners would be, like, a Flex from Zillow or a Homelight, Elite from Homelight or... Uh, OpCity from Realtor.com, like find out who the players are in those spaces and engage with those people on social so that if Facebook or Instagram see that you engage, like if I engage with Brian and Brian then responds to however I engage with him, Facebook's be like, oh, Kyle and Brian talk. So guess what? Now Brian's going to see more of Kyle's posts. So it's just a really easy way to get your uh, stuff in front of the people you want is if you engage with them, it will, and ideally you engage by asking questions, which then requires responses. So then these social platforms see that I messaged Brian and then Brian messaged me back. It assumes Brian and I are friends and we want to see each other's content. So um, when you do engage with people's stuff, do more than just give it a thumbs up or a heart. Like actually acknowledge this is a, just a simple sales strategy. Acknowledge and ask or answer and ask. So on social, you're much more acknowledging and asking. Um, so when you see somebody post something, acknowledge what was in the post and then ask them a question, which then it's rude if you ask somebody, a que- if you engage with somebody's post and ask a question, they don't respond, they're an asshole. So they're going to respond to you more often than not. And now you get that dialogue going, both all the sites love that, and they're going to show your content to that person more and more. So one of the strategies we'll do is, you know, in a particular farm too, I'll go in and I'll engage with people's posts that are, that live in that farm. And then now, whenever I put my next post up, I know they're going to see it because we just engaged. Now, a podcast that we recorded earlier today, but it'll go out probably the week before this, one of the things we talked about is um, notices of default here in California. Uh, That's the public notice that says they haven't paid their mortgage in three months. Uh, That could be interesting if you're following the farm. If you've already followed people on Instagram that live in your farm, and you notice that you get a notice of default, don't hit them up and say, hey, notice you haven't haven't paid your mortgage in three months, but maybe start engaging with them. Oh, I do this. Oh, is that a secret that you aren't going <laughs> to no, share? No, it's not a secret because people have to become friends with that person first. Yeah. So if you're friends with them first before they get their notice of default, yeah. and then you just coincidentally start engaging with them. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be like, okay, John Smith hasn't paid his mortgage. John Smith. Hey, John, I saw you're uh, about to get foreclosed on, buddy. How's it going? So yeah, they'll yeah, probably don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't do that. Okay, cool. Well, now we know what to do and what not to do. Perfect. All right, awesome. Well, hopefully you guys got a lot of value out of that. Uh, We're going to dive into our widget of the week here in a minute. That's something we use in our business. It saves us time, makes us more money, or helps us have more fun. But before we do, if you're getting value out of the show, we'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Also hit the subscribe button and little bell so you get notified of future episodes of the show. If you're listening on a podcast platform, make sure to hook us up with a review on there so you can help the show grow to more people. Uh, If you have a question you want to have us answer on a future episode of the show, you can always go to thewhistleway.com, thewhistleway.com. Ask us questions on there. Subscribe to the podcast, the YouTube channel. 
um, our email newsletter and join our Facebook group, get in some insider tips on what we're working on in our office. And you can get dialed in on our Media Mayor Mastermind course. You can go out there and crush it with video in your market. So our widget of the week either saves us time, makes us more money, or helps us have more fun. What do you got, Brian? So this is something that's very unique to me, um, but I think it will help people out there. This has nothing to do with real estate and nothing really to do with media, um, but I saw it on a TikTok and I bought it and I'm really happy with it so far. Um, this turns my wired Apple CarPlay in my car um, to where I actually have to plug it in and then I can have my maps and my podcast and my music all shown up on the screen. It turns that wired connection into a wireless connection. And so it is called, um, I think it's wireless Apple CarPlay. I think it's called CarLink Kit, something like that. Um, Tom will have the description or the, the link in the show notes. Um, but yeah, it just turns it in. It, you connect to it via Bluetooth, and then it connects to the, the car. And now my wired Apple CarPlay is wireless. It's pretty neat. Okay. I like it. Do you have Apple CarPlay or anything? In your, does your uh, phone connect to your car? Just regular Bluetooth. Yeah. That's it. Apple CarPlay is really cool. Chad I has... Do like, I do like what it does, but yeah. I don't have it. Yeah, Chad had wireless and he said, it's a game changer. And I was like, fuck, well, I got to buy a new car now. But then I bought this thing for a hundred bucks and it does the same thing. Keep my car. Good to okay. go. All right, cool. The one I'm going to share with you, um, I tried to go away from this recently and I totally regretted it, but it's a keyboard option that you can use whether you're on Android or iPhone. Um, and it's just a different keyboard that replaces the stock keyboard. And I like it because it is so much better at predicting the next word that we're going to use um, because I feel like the stock keyboard sucks at predicting the next word. Like it yep. still cannot predict that I'm going to use the word whistle after Kyle. Like it's ridiculous. Dude, mine misspells my is. name. <laughs> yeah. Like the stock keyboard sucks. So this keyboard one, it's better for predicting the next word and it allows you to just, as soon as I start typing a website, it knows the whole website, which on the stock keyboard, it does not remember any websites or email addresses. As soon as there's a special character, it throws it off. Now, Yes, you could create keyboard shortcuts to like dot Kyle and it realizes like, oh, that's going to be Kyle at whistlerealty.com. Like I could program all these shortcuts or with this keyboard, I just start typing KY and it's like, are you going to type Kyle or are you going to type Kyle at whistlerealty.com or are you going to type Kyle dot whistlerealty.com? Like it already knows I type KY and it knows I'm going to use one of those three. So that keyboard is called SwiftKey, S-W-I-F-T-K-E-Y, SwiftKey. Uh, Microsoft, I believe, owns it now, so it's gotten even better. The voice recognition on it is next level, too. Like, what it does for punctuation and capitalization and stuff is far better than the stock keyboard. So check out SwiftKey. Um, I love this keyboard. I tried to use the stock one for a month, um, and I can't handle it. The stock keyboard sucks. I type way too many URLs. I type way too many email addresses. And the stock keyboard just does not play nice with that stuff. It's funny. I used Swift Key way back when I had an Android because I liked the swipe function. And then when I went to iPhone, before they had the swipe function, I used it. And then the iPhone gave the swipe function, and I didn't yeah. use it. Swipe function's there on both. Yep. But um, Swift Key is so much better at predicting, so much better at anything with punctuation in it. So cool. jump on that. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you tuning in today. I hope you got a ton of value out of the show. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Whistle Way Podcast. See you next week.